This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. On the show today, well, we will feature the 161st running of the $1 million Queen's Plate of Woodbine, North America's longest continuously run race. That's pretty incredible. The plate is the first race of Canada's Triple Crown, a path that will eventually land at Fort Erie on September 29th for the second leg of the $400,000 Prince of Wales and culminating back at Woodbine on October the 24th with the $400,000 Breeder Stake. It's interesting to note that the Canadian Triple Crown is a tri-surface series for Canadian bred three-year-olds with the Queen's Plate being conducted over at Woodbine's Tapeta Track, the Prince of Wales on Fort Erie's dirt surface, and the Breeders raced in Woodbine's world-renowned E.P. Taylor Turf Course at a grueling one and a half miles. It is a tough task to win all three. In fact, only seven horses ever have recorded the unique triple, the last being Wando in 2003. One person that is close to the Queen's Plate is Ernie Perry, who has the interesting occupation of Woodbine's clocker. He's the one who gets up early in the morning and times the horse's workouts, which many bettors will use when handicapping. On today's show, we will speak to Ernie about his unique job and see if there are any horses in today's Queen's Plate that will rock a stopwatch. Also on today's show, we'll be joined by thoroughbred trainer Bob Tiller, who happens to be the trainer of a Canadian icon, Pink Lloyd who last week won the Vigil Stakes at Woodbine for the fourth consecutive year. And with that, that victory went over $2 million in career earnings. In addition, we will look at tonight's stakes filled card at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Ten stakes races in total, including the $535,000 final, the William Wellwood Memorial Trot, and the $335,000 Peaceful Way Trot final. And finally, we will look at the undercard of stakes events today at Woodbine on Queen's Plate number 161 today. When we come back, my co-host, and the ponies expert, Larry Simpson, joining the show with a breakdown of what happened last week at the Kentucky Derby. Tis the law, say it ain't so. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Hello there and welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Jim Lang, joining me now is my co-host and the expert on ponies, Larry Simpson, who is almost always right. But Larry, oh boy, Bob Baffert threw us all a curveball last week, the Kentucky Derby. Well, I was half right. <laughs> Did said, you make half money and be half right? I said I liked thousand words, and I did like authentic, and I did like tis the law, and I threw in Max Player as well. So a four horse exactor box became a three horse exactor box when thousand words got uh, scratched before uh, post time. So we, we would have caught the exactor anyways, but uh, 
So sorry for for Flo Giroux. Like he oh. was on he was on our show last week. He was and, so looking forward to it. He was, and and uh, you know the horse. I thought the horse had a big race in him, and uh, uh, unfortunately, it was just one of those things. He spooked, flipped over, and once he flips over, he's a an automatic vet scratch. So um, let's give some credit. I know sometimes people want to hammer Tisla. It was such a hype favorite going into the race, but give credit to. The LeBron James of trainers, Bob Baffert, and what he did with Authentic. I thought Authentic ran a brilliant race in the Kentucky Derby. Well, Johnny Velasquez just rode him spectacular. That that was, I think, the difference. Uh, he he lulled the the rest of the horses to sleep, and then he opened up in the stretch. And Tizzola tried, but if you watch, uh, I I don't think he was changing leads in the stretch. He was getting tired. And I think when it came down to the fact that Authentic just had a little bit more gas in the tank because uh, Johnny had nursed him around. So let's walk through the science of that for people interested. The uh, horse races, a trainer of Bob Baffert's level and the jockey would all have a game plan going into the race, how they want to play this, and how much time would have, before the lead-in, before they even got into the starting gate, would they know this is how we were going to do it, I think we can win if we ex- execute the strategy? Well, the strategy changed because Thousand Words uh, was scratched, because Thousand Words would have been up on the pace with Authentic. And even though they're both trained by Bob Baffert, uh, you can't really, you know, predict, or you can't really change a horse race's, horse's style of racing so I think that, that kind of threw a monkey wrench into it. And uh, basically, Authentic was pretty much on his own at, at the front. If, if you watch the race, he got right to the front. Everybody said, oh, it was going to be tough for him because he was on the extreme outside. Well, Johnny Velasquez got him to the right to the, uh, to the rail, and, and he just nursed him. And, and really, he tis a lot, tried to go by him, and he couldn't go by him. So between Bob Baffert, Johnny, and Authentic, it was it was a real team effort in the Kentucky Derby. And uh, it's one of those things, this is why you watch the race. This is why it's so exciting, because you just never know. That's right. And don't forget, Authentic was one of Baffert's top horses at the beginning of the year when the Derby Trail started. So it, it, he had his ups and downs, but so did the few horses on the Derby Trail, except for Tis the Law. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, t- t- let's face it, Tis the Law is still a great horse. Oh, he is. He just didn't win. He just didn't win, but uh, you know, he'll he'll be around for another day, and probably it'll be the Breeders' Cup, and we'll see what happens then. Okay, joining us now, someone pretty special with one of the more interesting jobs at Woodbine, something you probably don't know about. Well, Larry, as you and I talk about a lot, there are many interesting roles at a racetrack that are essential to the development and staging of races, including something as significant and prestigious as the 161st running of the Queen's Plate, not the least of which is the clocker. And thrilled to be talking to someone who who spends a lot of time clocking these horses, uh, Ernie Perry. Ernie, how are you? Hey, thanks, uh, Jim and Larry. Nice to talk to you. Well, I mean, it's a fascinating role you have at Woodbine. How did you get into clocking horses? So, you know, it, it all starts being a bit of a degenerate gambler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, reading the form. And I, I saw an ad one day, and uh, it says blocker. And I said, well, I know how to read a form, and I know how to read workouts. And I know what they mean. So came on in, and I uh, said, I'm here for the job. And, uh, you know, my boss asked me, time, do you gamble? I said, no. And, uh, you know, I can't let him know. But, yeah, so I, I've been coming to races ever since I was a kid. So I knew the lingo, I knew the form, I knew how to talk it, and that's how I got hired. How long have you been doing it? 
I've been at the racetrack 15 years now, and I started clocking yeah, 15 years ago. Almost 16 this year, yeah. So what's the science behind properly clocking a horse? How do you do it? Yeah, so we get here at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, the main, the track's open. We have two tracks, a main track and a third track. And we just have stopwatches. It's that simple. Uh, horses uh, get called in at the gap to a gap person. The gap person calls it up to the sheet writer. We get the name. We check all the markings of the horses that work. And as soon as we hit a pole, whether it be the half-mile pole, uh, 5-8 pole, Creates pull, we put a watch on him, a stop watch, and just time. So, you know, looking at a time on paper is one thing, but seeing how the horse did it is another. How about uh, the uh, Queen's Plate? Uh, is there any of the horses entered that uh, have maybe stick out to you uh, on based on their recent workouts? Yeah, so, you know, Clayton and Curlin's uh, Voyage are the favorites. And at the end of the day, the form is the form. So that's how you would base a horse, right? Uh, their workouts have been steady and normal, so they're still in, in peak form. But there's other horses, long shot possibilities, that have worked well, but they're long shots for a reason because they haven't raced or won against this type of caliber. For example, True Blue worked really, really well. Now, if this horse runs against lesser types, you can bet this horse. Can you bet this horse in the Queen's Plate? Maybe not to win, but to come third or fourth in, in different types of bets that we have in trifectas and superfectas, and the horse will be 30 to 1 plus. So if it comes underneath in, in, in the ticket to some of the favorites, you can still make a score. Speaking with Ernie Perry, who's a clocker at Woodbine and uh, has been doing it for 15 years. In your 15-year experience, Ernie, are there some horses that stand out among others that when you've clocked them, you knew right away that you're dealing with something special? Yeah, so a lot of the horses, obviously, it, 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 it looks a lot the same. And there's been some that I've picked that haven't run well in the afternoon. They're called morning glories. But All right, let's put you on the spot, Ernie. Pick the winner of the Queen's Play. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's another story. Like I do the morning line odds for the the races, and you know those are different than my actual pick. The morning line odds. I'm trying to guess what the public is going to bet at the end of the day. Uh, so I made favorite and Curlin's Voyage, and normally in big races, but Clayton has done nothing wrong. The horse is one length away from winning four races. Uh, train much better last time than normally. And I think you'll get to one five to two, so I'm going to stick with Clayton there. Good pick. Very good pick. Ernie, an absolute pleasure. A fascinating role and crucial to horse racing at Woodbine and in Canada. You do it very, very well. You're one of the best at it. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Hey, Jim and Larry, thank you very much. And anytime, give me a shove. i got to see you, Larry. It's a, it, 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 it's, it's a science to what Ernie does that you don't really think about when you say he clocks horses, that when he explains it and goes into it and how he does it, you're like, wow, that's, that is a real skill he has. Well, it, it is a skill and it's a science. And uh, as Ernie said, that uh, you have an eye for a horse and, and you look at the, the color of the horse, the horse's markings and that, and, and you're sitting there basically timing this horse by a stopwatch. 
And he's got to the point now that he can probably look at any horse in the backstretch at Woodbine and know who that horse is by because he's timed them so many times. I love the fact that he says there are some morning glories that look fabulous at 6 in the morning but can't execute in the afternoon. And the other one, the horses that maybe lag behind but are a great finisher or the vice versa. Well, morning glories have been around for a while. I've bet a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do like the the fact that some horses just naturally finish better than others. Yeah, they do. And, and I guess it, it comes down to a lot of things. It comes down to workouts, for one. And, and we, we've talked about this in the past. Like, I love five furlong workouts. And especially if you get back-to-back five furlong workouts on a horse's past performance, uh, to me, that's uh, almost running to the bank usually. But uh, no, the um, it, it's it's a science. And, and I think... Your good handicappers, they pay attention to workouts, uh, and they are usually rewarded. Uh, they have a certain thing. They, I look for five furlong workouts. Somebody else might look for six furlong workouts or back-to-back four furlong workouts. It's it just uh, uh, it's a potpourri of uh, angles that uh, you can do with workouts. Well, when we come back, someone pretty special. I mean, every time we talk about Pink Lloyd, you just get all excited, Larry. It's like Christmas Day for you. Uh, one of the men behind the success of this incredible horse, their trainer, Bob Tiller, joining us in a moment to talk about Canada's newest rock star and thoroughbred horse racing, Pink Lloyd, back in a moment on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Hello there, you're listening to 105.9 The Region. I'm Jim Lang and this is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Over to my co-host, Larry Simpson. Uh, Larry, uh, we have lots to talk about, lots going on, and we also have a pretty special guest going to join us in a second uh, with a horse... That every time you talk about Pink Lloyd, you actually smile and get excited. Well, Pink Pink Lloyd's the, the racing icon. He's the new icon in in Canada. If if you're a horse racing fan, uh, you must be under a rock or something if you haven't heard about uh, Pink Lloyd. But if people think horse, there's a horse doesn't just happen by accident. It takes a lot of hours by a trainer to mold a horse to this level. It does, and I think uh, you know Bob Tiller, his trainer, has shown a lot of patience with this horse uh, to get the the success that uh, they're receiving you know, and, and being rewarded with. With the he just went over two million dollars in purses there last week when he won the Vigil Stakes for the fourth time in a row. So, 
four times in a row. He is Bob Tiller, the trainer for Pink Lloyd. One of the great stories in horse racing or the last number of the years is, is it a horse called Pink Lloyd, named after Pink Floyd, of course, and Lloyd from Entourage, and has gone on to be one of the winningest horses in recent memory. Thrilled to be talking to someone who knows all about him, who's a big part of his success, the trainer, Bob Tiller. Bob, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? Well, I'm not as good as you. I mean, considering it's the horse of the year in 2017, uh, $2 million in winnings, on and on it goes. It's There are some special horses. What is it about Pink Lloyd that is such a special horse? Well, <laughs> you know, he's from outer space, I guess. <laughs> they don't, uh, or, horses don't do what he's done, and, and still doing it at the age of eight. Uh, he's won... He's won uh, 26 races and 23 stake races, all at Woodbine. And I don't think there's ever a horse in the last... Well, I've been around here for, for over 50 years, and I don't remember a horse doing that. And uh, he's, he's probably the greatest Canadian bred that, uh, sprinter that we've ever had. And it's nice to see him do a great here at home. And, uh, he's just uh, amazing, amazing. So overcome a lot of things and uh, just keeps bouncing back and... You know, he's old now, but he still beats the young ones. He beats the, uh, you know, he just keeps winning and winning and winning and carrying a lot of weight, 128 pounds. So we're very proud of him. He's very dear to our heart. And, uh, you know, people say, when are you going to retire him? Well, uh, he'll, he'll, t- he'll tell me when I'm going to retire him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's he he like- loves winning, and, uh, and he's very sound right now, a lot sounder than he was a few years ago. He never raced till he was four years old, and uh, he's now eight, and... All these things are uncharacteristic of a of, of a racehorse. Most racehorses start as two or three, certainly a three. So, but he had these minor injuries that kept nagging him, and he got everything healed up. And he just got his brain together, and he's got the older he's gotten, the better he's gotten. A little bit like me, I guess. <laughs> What's he like to train, Bob? Well, he 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 actually used to be a real handful. Uh, you know, we we figured out how to train him, which is very late in the morning. And, uh, you know, he's the last horse out in the racetrack and, uh, uh, he, uh, he, he's learned how to hack now, which is hacking is really a very slow gallop and he loves that. He'll go two miles a day and, uh, you know, as long as he doesn't have to chase horses or horses go by him, uh, he's, he's gotten very, very smart and, uh, he just goes out there and does his thing. So we, we train him very last every day, uh, about 1030, the track closes at 1030 and he's. We make sure there's not many horses out there, and uh, he enjoys that. Bobby, you had mentioned that he, he got to start late. How soon into his racing career did you realize, with all your experience, that you had something incredible in your hands? Well, you know what? I never dreamed that I had what I, you know, we, I thought we had a, a bronze or a silver, but I never dreamed we had a golden diamond here. So, uh, you know, we never, never dreamed he'd be this good, but we knew right from the word go that he could run. Uh, he always had that desire uh, to chase horses, and I used to work a horse, about, you know, three or four lengths in front of him, and he'd just run them down. And the times were there right off from day one. You know, when horses work fast in hand, uh, it usually means they've got ability. So I didn't know he had ability right off the word go, but it was very hard to get him to the races because of his his minor injuries that he kept coming up with. So he didn't race till he was four, but, you know, by the time he uh, got to halfway through his three-year-old year, uh, we knew we knew that he was a runner. We, they, most of them don't lie in the morning, and uh, every once in a while, one of them would be called like a morning glory, but this guy was no morning glory. He just 
he just wanted to be a racehorse. So we, we knew, we knew, we knew he could run, but we never dreamed he was this good. And, and he would get this good and stayed as good this long. That's the, that is the, uh, uh, the thing that's uh, almost impossible to keep a horse uh, at this level for four straight years and, and still be beating the best, carrying the kind of weight that he's carrying. So he's undefeated in about 11, 12 starts right now, and uh, he's just amazing. I have to ask, how did he get the name Pink Lloyd? Well, you know, there's, there's, there's several stories to that. I'm not quite familiar with, uh, uh, certainly part of it is the Pink Floyd uh, rock group, but there is a, this entourage has a, another story that, that they, they tried to explain it to me one time, but uh, I didn't quite get it. Uh, some character, uh, I think maybe one has to Google it. <laughs> Lou, it's <laughs> Lloyd, and he's a great character on the show. He's awesome. He's really funny. Well, hey. Well, then you know. You know. You see, I don't have time. I work seven days a week, and I really don't have time to watch shows. So uh, a nice dinner, going out to dinner is a good thing for me with a, with a glass of wine or two. So I don't watch TV, but, that, but that's apparently part of the uh, reasoning behind his name. These guys that own him uh, are very familiar with that show. Outstanding. Bob, an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for all your work with Pink Lloyd. It is, I mean, Larry's eyes sparkle just talking about that horse, and I'm sure you've made a lot of horse racing fans across the province, across North America, pretty happy with your work, and uh, you're being a little too humble yourself. I think you had, about 2,000 wins as a trainer not that long ago, Larry? That's right. Oh, that's not and too shabby. Not, not too, been around here a few years and always always raced at Woodbine and uh, don't like to go away in the wintertime, so I'm pretty proud of that. I think we're up to about 222 or something right now. 2022. But whatever. <laughs> uh, numbers don't mean anything. Just at the bank. That's the only place numbers mean anything. Bob, a pleasure. Thank you for joining us and continued success and good health. Hey, it's, it's great talking to you guys. You have, a, you, have a, you have a super day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bob. Well, Larry, you know, Bob's a very interesting and humble guy, but the one thing he, he mentioned in the interview that really stands out is they waited till the horse was a four-year-old before it started racing. And most trainers, most owners wouldn't have been that patient with a horse to wait that long. That's correct because uh, horses cost money and a lot of them you want to get them to the races as soon as you can, especially when they're younger because there's a lot more stakes opportunities for them and they can win a lot more money that way. But with, uh, you heard Bob said the the horse had a lot of uh a few issues, not a lot, a few issues. and Those like happens. nagging little injuries, Nagging right? little injuries, and it happens, and it happens to the best horses, and it happens to a lot of the horses. But uh, you have to have the patience, and obviously uh, the patience has, has paid off for Bob Tiller and the entourage stable that, that do own uh, Pink Floyd. It's, you think about it, year 40, year 8, the, the, the string of success, the amount of money, other trainers must, and other owners, I think, would take a look at what they've done and go, wait a sec, maybe I'm not going to be so quick to make a decision on my horse and wait a little longer because it could be the next Pink Lloyd. Yes, that's true. Maybe uh, Bob has established the precedent now for training horses. And uh, as he, he indicated, he's been around a long time, but he looks like he's you know, creating new ideas for, uh, for uh, horse people. And that's a, a really thing we like to see in the horse game, that it, it's, there's a lot of tradition. There's also a lot of cutting-edge things you can do, and you're never too old to learn. After the break, Larry Simpson, you know he's going to make you some money. Breaking down the Queen's Plate, Woodbine Stellar undercard, including 
a tie-in to a member of the Edmonton Oilers, an NHL player, and stakes action on a busy, busy evening at Woodbine Mohawk Park this evening with his Pony Picks of the Day. Can't wait. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Uh, you're listening to 105.9 The Region. I'm Jim Lang, and this is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Before we get to the Queen's Plate, the 161st running of this incredible historic race, iconic race in Canada, Larry, there is a couple interesting races in the undercard at Woodbine today, one that you really have your eye on. I have my eye on the uh, race eight, which is the Bison City Stakes. It's uh, for three-year-old fillies. And there's a horse in there, Infinite Patience, that if you recall on the show a few weeks ago, I liked her in the uh, Canadian Oaks. Well, that just didn't work out. Uh, She got uh, caught on on the lead in the speed duel. Uh, She's had a couple of uh, work since then and the jockey change. And I think the, uh, the horse... Uh, will uh, run a lot better today. Uh, there doesn't seem to be as much speed in there, and I think uh, Patrick Husbands has been named to ride, and I think he could possibly sit off the pace because if you look at her uh, record last year, she was undefeated at Hastings Park in B.C., and a lot of times she was kind of just sitting off the pace, and then she would move in the stretch and that. So I really like her in there, and uh, on a hockey note, because we're still in the playoffs, uh, this is the horse that's co-owned by Ryan Nugent Hopkins of the Edmonton Oilers. So maybe he'll have a little bit more success than what the <laughs> Oilers did in the playoffs. So. Ouch, but true. <laughs> uh, the 161st running of the Queen's Bay, pretty incredible. 161 years of this race, a million dollars on the line at one and a quarter distance. Uh, some incredible horses in the field. I love the fact there's a horse called Belichick in the field out of uh, New Jersey, New England at 30 to 1. But uh, four horses really stand out. Clayton, dotted line, hollow again, and the aforementioned Patrick Husbands riding Curlin's Voyage. And that's kind of who I like. Uh, uh, she's a filly, and she uh, actually went a lot faster, or not a lot faster, but faster than what Clayton did in the uh, plate trial uh, when she won the uh, the Oaks. Uh, and Phillies have had uh, some good history in, in, the, uh, in the plate. Uh, Clayton is tough, uh, but uh, he's coming from the 12-hole. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, I think the foot that uh, Curlin's uh, voyage showed in the stretch in the Oaks, uh, she, she won quite handily. Um, Clayton, I think, will be in the money, and and I think Halo again will probably race a little bit better because of the fact that uh, the uh, I think the jockey will maybe rate the horse a little bit more than than what has been happening in, in its races. And as a long shot, I was impressed with the horse Ollie, my boy, when uh, he broke his maiden. He didn't go fast, but he actually looped the field. He went from thirteenth to first, and he won by open length. So. 
you know, there's maybe an exactor box for you. I tell you what, the Dark Horse app is going to get a workout today between everything going on with the undercard, the Queen's Plate, and a busy, busy night at Mohawk Park. Larry, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yes, there's uh, 10 stakes races. It's a 13-race card. The races start at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. I've got my eye on race 5, which is the final of the uh, Peaceful Way. It's uh, for two-year-old trotters. And I kind of like the four-horse, uh, Decentra, uh, simply because I like a trotter, that, and I've, I've repeated this basically in all the shows, I like a trotter that's won its last start. This horse is, uh, has actually won its last two starts. Oh, uh, it's been wire to wire, which is always a good uh, thing, a good angle that a horse is, meaning that it's been first at every pole. And I think this horse will maybe get a little bit of a trip because the uh, uh, the eight horse uh, dream ch- uh, chapter has Yannick Gingra. He likes to leave the gate. And being in post eight, he's going to have to leave the gate to get some position. So I think he might get the horse to the front, and uh, DeCentro will get a nice two-hole trip and come out and, and beat them in the stretch. That's why we listen, because of your tips, Larry. Trust me. Thank you very much for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Of course, we have Dark Horse, the app, HPI, many different ways you can take part and enjoy especially today, the 161st running of the Queen's Plate, post-time, 5.41 p.m., one and a quarter mile, a million dollars on the line. Can't wait. Stay with 105 down the region all week along the feed with the legend Ann Warmer coming up next at night. I'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.